cheat. You know, every once in a while, this stupid thing starts up and it's got the wrong settings. And I didn't change the settings. I don't know why it does that. It's OBS, guys. It's OBS. All right, we're good. We're good. We are live. Happy Monday. I'll just start everything again. Happy Monday. <laughs> All right, we won't go over what we went over before. But what I will say is because it's just nonsense. I just shouldn't have read the comments and let you go on and on. That's not and funny. On. That's not funny. Um,. Anything exciting going on in our lives, darling? No, no, nothing terribly interesting, except for Dogecoin. Oh my gosh, stop it. I think we should talk about this. No. Dogecoin is, uh, where is it going, darling? Where's Dogecoin going? 41 No, 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 no. <laughs> to the moon, darling, it's going to the moon. Take, a, take a hint, take the hint. So anyway, um, if you've invested in Dogecoin, you are a very happy camper right now. If you haven't... Uh, I still think that it's going to go up more. Um, Valeria's suspicion is going to go up to something like 95. Um, but even if you, you took put money in now and took it out at 65, you'd still make something like 50% of your investment. Uh, I, I mean, it's just it's, it's a silly investment because it's a little bit of a risk. But, man, it's going up. So everybody who's invested in Dogecoin is very happy right now. Everybody's having a lot of fun. People want the intro, so... Let's give it to them. Oh, and oh, I should say Valeria is here. Say hi, Valeria. <laughs> She's eating candy. She's eating Skittles. I got her. I caught her eating sour Skittles. All right, let's do the intro. By the way, uh, we do eat sour Skittles on this show because we are the least professional show on YouTube, as you can tell by our lack of sound at the I beginning. I just want some candy. That's it. <laughs> Toxic masculinity. All right, so uh, I think without further ado, we should just get into it. There's a, there's a video I wanted to play before we actually do the stories. This is not really news. Um, it's just a video that's gone viral out of South Africa. Um, South Africa, after the apartheid, um, they had this idea that, like, um, you know, it's sort of like the same ideas in the United States. Everybody needs to be equal. We need to take the poor black people and elevate them to be at the same level as the rich white people and all that kind of stuff. And, um, but they didn't do it in a very responsible way uh, because there was a lot of, there were a lot of radical uh, uh, black South Africans that didn't want to have any kind of equality. They wanted to like literally <laughs> murder white people. And this, this was, this went unchecked, right? This was not, nobody said, Oh, actually murdering white people is probably not a good idea. Uh, in fact, some politicians encouraged it. And so now you have things like uh, white farmers being murdered and stuff like this uh, in South Africa. That's a kind of a well-known phenomenon. But let's look. Uh, right now we have a, a video of, I think it's, a, I think it's like an armored uh, car that takes cash from like the grocery store to the bank or something like that. This kind of armored car. And it's just um, somebody just decided they were going to try to rob it. In a, in a Fast and Furious style robbery. But look at this driver. What a cool guy. I'm going to go ahead and play this for you guys.
They need little sh holes to shoot out of, I think, in the uh, in the car. They don't. Um, this sort of just ends. This video just sort of ends. It doesn't give you a conclusion as to what happened. Wow. Um, but absolutely crazy stuff happening out there in South Africa. Uh, but who knew that Agent Smith was such a badass? <laughs> His name is Smith? Agent Smith from The Matrix. He, doesn't he look like Agent Smith from The Matrix? I don't know who that is. You've never seen the movie The Matrix? Maybe. You've never seen the movie The Matrix? How, how I guess it came it? out like about how the year you, you were it? born. How do you spell it? The Matrix, M-A-T-R-I-X. Ah, Matrixa. Oh, my my mistake. I'm so sorry. I mispronounced it. Mat You've never seen Matrixa? Matrixa. I know what that is. Okay. So Agent Smith is the bad guy. Okay. Which actually, if you if you guys don't know this, I don't know if I mentioned this on the show before, uh, Neo is actually the Antichrist in that movie. And uh, all the agents are angels. And uh, Morpheus is a demon in hell, a fallen angel. And if you watch the movie with that in mind, the whole movie makes sense. It's really weird. Uh, I came up with this theory pretty much pretty quickly after the first movie came out. I was like, why do they keep mentioning Jesus Christ? They obviously wanted to make Neo like Jesus Christ, but then none of the values or ethics in the movie aligned with Christianity. So I'm like, why do they keep making these Jesus references? But obviously they are anti-Christian. And then I was like, oh, maybe he's not Christ, but the Antichrist. I just looked through it, the film with that lens. And then I actually was able to predict a lot of the stuff that happened in the later films with this in mind. Because it was like, okay, naturally you would write the films this way if this was the story you were writing. And nobody believed me. I would tell people, I used to tell people all the time in college, like, you know, I think that when they show Zion, it's going to look like hell. You know, it's going to have like lava and stuff. And they're like, don't be ridiculous. It's exactly what it looks like. Like, I had all these predictions about the next movie. It was really popular when I was in college. Like, it was a big deal. All right. So, that was pretty crazy. Um, I 
Yeah. Anyway, that was just something I saw this week. So, again, the least professional show on YouTube. I didn't have the uh, video up. But I'll tell you what. So, yeah, just crazy stuff happening in the world. Um, but there's some big news today. Breaking news, in fact. Not really related <laughs> to shooting people. What's funny? What are you laughing for? Why are you laughing? I want to know what you think I'm going to say. Because I don't think it is what I'm going to say. Okay. No, I want to know what you're thinking I'm going to say. I, mm, I don't know. You laughed for some reason. All right, I'm putting you on the spot, and you clearly do not like it. <laughs> All right, I'll just tell you what I'm thinking. So, first story of the day, darling. Yes. Please read. Ah, that's what you were going to Yes, do. that's what. Okay. Bill and Melinda Gates divorce. Yeah, that, so that's the big news, everybody. Bill and Melinda Gates have divorced. Now, here's the thing. Normally, what I do on this show is we do um, all the news, and then we take questions and comments from you guys and see what you guys have to say about the day's events. Uh, and Valeria will pick out super chats and things like that, and we'll chit-chat. But in this case, I actually want you guys to chime in on this story as soon as we're done discussing it, because I have some theories about this, and I want to know if you guys agree, disagree, or what your thoughts are. You know, most people think that Bill Gates is an evil guy, you know, yes. who's who's like... <laughs> Valeria. Yes. I, I don't necessarily think so. I think Bill Gates is merely a guy that's trying to make a positive impact on the world, and he just doesn't know what he's doing. But I have an even, I think, I, an even more specific uh perception of Bill Gates, which is that he is uh, what is commonly referred to amongst um, trollish teenagers online as a cuck, right? I think that Bill Gates is a kind of beta male who is dominated by his wife, right? I, I, I think that his wife is a kind of dominant kind of woman who is maybe like popular in high school, and he was the nerd who just felt like he was lucky to be with her. And so I think probably my guess is that throughout their marriage, uh, Bill Gates has sort of taken a back seat to Melinda Gates. I think Melinda Gates has maybe held the reins, had control over the relationship, had control over Bill Gates. And now I don't know who's made the decision to divorce, but I feel like Bill Gates is now free. I, I feel like this is probably a good thing for Bill Gates. Let's go ahead and... Read the story. Bill and Melinda Gates announced they're getting divorced. Microsoft co-founder Bill Gates, who's worth an estimated $130 billion, and his wife Melinda are getting divorced after 27 years of marriage, the couple announced on Monday in a joint statement, Monday being today. After a great deal of thought and work on our relationship, we have made the decision to end our marriage, a statement from the billionaire philanthropist couple tweeted from both of their personal accounts at 4.30 p.m., so just a couple hours ago. Uh, over the last 27 years, we've raised three incredible children and built a foundation that works all over the world to enable people to lead healthy, productive lives. Uh, we continue to share in the belief that mission, sorry, share a belief in that mission, and we'll continue to work together at the foundation, but we'll no longer, we, we, we no longer believe we can grow together as a couple in this next phase of our lives. We ask for space and privacy for our families. We begin to navigate this new life. <laughs> what, what's funny? Somebody commented? I shouldn't look at that. I shouldn't look at that. Go on. What is it? <laughs> paper, paper plate says she she no longer turns his software into hardware. <laughs> I like that. That's quite good. That's quite good. Well, uh, I, I will say this. Um, 
Oh, these are her their kids, apparently. Actually, pretty good looking kids. Yeah. That's that's actually shocking. I'm actually shocked how good looking their kids are. Um any, anyway, so the, uh look, I, I don't know. I don't know what their story is. This is this is my guess is that one of them found somebody else. That sounds kind of like a cruel thing to speculate about, but that's my guess. I don't think she, I don't think she found because usually in the super crazy rich families, the guy will like get the twenty one year old girl, you know. Sure, but she's also worth a lot of money, and there there are men who will go for very very rich women as well, you know. Um, okay, but I don't know. Yeah, but you may be right. It may be Bill. It may be Bill. Uh, the couple have three children, Jennifer, 25, Roy, 21, and Phoebe, 18, uh, who live mostly private lives. Jennifer Gates is the only one with siblings, uh, one of her siblings with a public Instagram account, and uh, made a post about her parents' divorce on Monday afternoon where she acknowledged the news has been challenging and thanked loved ones for their support. It's always tough on the kids. It's It's kind of lucky that they're older, uh, but it will probably mess them up a little bit. Certainly, Rory what do you mean? The son is twenty-one years old. Yeah. Another one, twenty-five years old, and the yeah. third one 18. is eighteen. They're gonna be fine. Yeah, I mean, if you're thirteen or something, I think it really messes not you even up thirteen. Thirteen, you're you're still okay. No, that's not true. I had a friend who was thirteen. His parents got divorced, and he completely went crazy. Well, it depends on how your parents act. If they act like, you know, his his dad was kind of nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's unclear if the Gates have a prenuptial agreement. <laughs> Bill Gates ever gets everything, she gets 20 bucks. <laughs> uh, but the New York Times in 1997 wrote that they are reported to have one. Uh, Bill Gates, one of the wealthiest men in the world, made his fortune as the co-founder of Microsoft. Blah, 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 blah. 20 years before uh, he married this girl. From what I heard, I heard a rumor. I don't know if this is actually true. I heard a rumor that that she was kind of like the hot girl in his high school or something like that, and then he ended up marrying her. But I don't think that's right. Actually, I think he, I think she worked at at Microsoft, and he met her there or something like that. Um, let's see here. He continued to accumulate a great deal of wealth while married to Melinda Gates, and the the split could shape up to be one of the biggest divorces of all time. When Be- Jeff Bezos and Mackenzie Scott announced their divorce in 2019, the novelist became the richest woman in the world when she gained $38 billion from the split, about a quarter of the couple's reported $137 billion net worth at the time. Bill and Melinda Gates uh, started dating in 1987 after meeting at a trade show in New York. Okay, yeah, so the high school thing is totally wrong. Where, where did I hear, why did I hear that? It's funny how rumors come and go, you know? So they met at a trade show. Um, let's see here. In New York, before getting married, New Year's Day, 1994, in Hawaii, TMZ reported. Well, uh, Hawaii is a nice place to get married. Um, let's see here. So they met in in 1987 in New York at a trade show. So she must have just been somebody who was working to some degree in the field, or maybe she was one of those models that you get to show off new equipment. I don't know if they did that in the 80s. Uh, Bill uh, Melinda Gates briefly worked for the company in their marketing department. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I knew she worked at Microsoft for some time. Uh, before she was appointed as the general manager for information products in the early 1990s, TMZ reported. She left the company in 1996 so she could focus on starting a family. In 2000, the couple started the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and have since donated $50 billion to charity. Uh, blah, 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 blah. There are no, ch- no changes to the roles or the organization, they said. They will continue to work together to shape 
and approve funding strategies, advocate for the foundation's issues, and set the organizational organization's overall direction, the statement read. Huh, that's kind of interesting. They're going to have to work together, despite the fact that they're divorcing. That's that's not a good that's not a good combination. But anyway, I'm curious as to what uh, you guys think about this. If you guys think that I'm right, that Melinda Gates was a sort of domineering wife, uh, and if Bill Gates is now sort of more free, um, a lot of people really hate Bill Gates. I mean, he's got some kind of crazy plan to block out the sun, like in uh, Highlander 2, or The Matrix, <laughs> as I mentioned earlier. So, um, what do we think? Uh, do, do you guys have any questions or comments? Darling, is there anything that people want to talk about about this? You want to read all the comments? Well, I'm just curious if anybody has anything to say about this. I'm curious uh, if if anybody has any perceptions about their uh, their life or or their relationship or doesn't did, nobody seems to be commenting about that. Do you see anything? How how what's the? I just want to see how old they are. I think they're pretty old. Well, Melinda is fifty six. Dick Severn says things were a little too micro and a little too soft. <laughs> it was all right there the whole time. And he's sixty-five, so that's not a big age difference, I don't know. Yeah, Paper Plate says the fact that she's still working with him kind of shows his betaness. Um, <laughs> Melinda Gates now dating Henry Cavill. Yeah, I don't think so. Frank James says, newly single billionaire on the market, ladies. Time for a sex chain. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, Shamit Bikram Shah says, their foundation is going to fail. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, they got so much money. Jesus God says, I have a family that got divorced after 27 years. It's the empty nest syndrome. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. So one of their kids is 18, right? So he's probably just gone off, or she's probably just gone off to college. Mm -hmm. So it's probably something that they planned to do for a while, but they made the decision to like not divorce until the, the last kid was out of the house. I think, probably. That's probably what happened. Um, but uh, Jesus says God is suspecting that once the kid left the house, then they were just together by themselves, and they realized they didn't really like each other or... Or, you know, they were depressed because the kids were gone. And <laughs> well, what's funny? Just like, mm, I don't understand those people. Like, they have everything. Yeah. Like, they have, a, they have a goal. They have this, like, company, charity. And just because your last kid turned 18, he's not even 21. Let's start there. Yeah. So he still can drink alcohol, though. But. And you're like, oh, we realized something. Like, he's 65, I'm 50, so we're getting divorced. Yeah. I don't understand them. Yeah. Well, this is breaking news, and I thought people would care a little bit more about this subject, but, no, but all I'm getting is puns. So, <laughs> uh, a Fitzhaber situation, says Charles Gibbons, but I don't know what a Fitzhaber situation is. I don't know what that means. I, don't, I, don't, I have no idea what that means. I'd have to look that up. Um, all right, nobody... Nobody cares. So, because nobody cares, Valeria, would you like to read the, the next headline? Yeah. 
Critics slam new woke CIA recruitment video. Okay, yeah. So th this is this is a much uh, a story you guys will like. Forget Bill and Melinda Gates. Nobody cares about them. You know, um, but this is this is infuriating. This is one of the most obnoxious things I've ever seen in my life. This is a CIA recruitment video, and it's all about woke SJW garbage. It's like, well, no wonder the the intelligence agencies are trying to screw over Donald Trump and help out uh, Biden and going after the January 6th protesters and, you know, all this kind of crap. It's because they're all a bunch of woke a-holes. So check this video. This is crazy. I'm a mom. I'm a woman of color. I am a mom. I am a cisgender millennial who's been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. I used to struggle with imposter syndrome, but at 36, I refuse to internalize misguided patriarchal ideas of what a woman can or should be. I am tired of feeling like I'm supposed to apologize for the space I occupy rather than intoxicate people with my effort, my brilliance. I am intersectional but my existence is not a box-checking exercise. I am a walking declaration, a woman whose inflection does not rise at the end of her sentences. I am unapologetically me. I want you to be unapologetically you. All right, that's not actually the original video. That's some kind of Newsweek recut thing but it's it's it essentially gives you the same idea about what the cia video is it's all about like it's really funny actually because at one point in the ad she says um she 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 lists off all these things i am this i am this i'm all these sgw woke things and then she, and then she says um uh you know i'm not just taking boxes of you know demographic data and i'm like but you literally just did that for like five minutes <laughs> It's like all you did. The whole video is about how she's a uh, multi-ethnic, multi-whatever. What is cisgender? Cisgender means you're not trans. Female. It, mean, it just means you're normal. You're whatever you're born with. They decided to change the word normal because they didn't like calling people normal. They didn't want that to be considered. They don't want. They don't want normal people to be considered normal. So now we're so cisgender. I, I'm a cisgender. You're cisgender. I don't like this word. Uh, well, you can use the word normal. <laughs> we can go ahead and insist on just saying, "Well, we're normal." We're. I. I think that the word "not crazy" is actually probably best. <laughs> so let's just call ourselves. We're the not crazies. Um, but anyway, yeah. So they did this whole video, which is about how she's this woke degenerate did i i thought i had okay so then this is what is this one hold on a second let me let me check this out let me check this out ladies and gentlemen it only takes one new piece of forward intelligence and everything can change in an instant Hey, I think I found something. Most people will never see your work. Only three people in the world have access to the information we need. Notify the field. Your greatest strength will be the people around you. You're going to be able to see the whole thing? Yep, going to be in the roof right here. Let's see in the house. 
And your greatest reward is knowing your efforts will help keep every American safe. Your achievements, while unknown to the public, are critical to our national security. This translation is technically accurate, but in this context, it really means this. The nation we got it. is counting on you to discover the truth. I'll call the White House. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the CIA. You can play a role protecting our nation. Start a career at the CIA and do more for your country than you ever dreamed possible. All right, so that, that one, too, is like um, is like kind of like a multicultural thing. But that's mm-hmm. not... I wanted to kind of play for you guys the original ad. Uh, I mean, you kind of, you kind of basically... Yeah, this is it here. When I was 17... I... <laughs> so Two and a half minutes. Yeah, we're not going to play it. We're not going to play it. It's too long. But if you want to play it, please go watch it. It is... If you want your stomach to churn for a little bit, please watch that. It's a it's a really good way to. Are you too bright or something like that? Are you too dark? Anyway, um, yeah, it's quite a funny it's quite a funny video. But let's go ahead and read what they said about it in the New York Post. A gag worthy CIA recruitment video featuring an intersectional and cisgender Latina mom has been panned by critics who say it's woke propaganda gone too far. And here's the other thing I was just thinking, like just watching that second CIA video, which is also sort of like multi ethnic, multi gender crap. Um, it's really poorly made. It's not even like well made. Uh, the the first video with a cisgender like um, Latina w- mom thing is the entire thing's in slow motion, which is actually a good effect. The people have been complaining about that, like uh, like oh, all they can do is slow motion. They're like a teenager with a who just got their first um, iPad and is playing around with iMovie. But slow motion can be good. Um, but it does remind me a little bit of. Um, Hey, hey, sweetie, what's that movie um, with the fat chick who thinks she's skinny? Uh, I'm beautiful or something like this, no? I don't think so. What's the, girl, what's the girl's name? I don't remember her name. She, she's a comedian. She's a female comedian. You know what I'm talking about? Um, she's blonde. Yeah, I know. Check the comment section. Maybe, maybe they know who I'm talking about. Uh, A B C. Now I gotta come up with this person's name. This is this is all for a joke, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm trying to do. Okay, well we'll just skip the joke. That's a shame, but uh, we'll just skip the joke. So, uh, but let's go ahead and read some of what they have to say here. Uh, on and the New York Post, uh, the promotional video promoter on Twitter features a 37 year old officer who's ticked off a series of left-wing buzzwords before boasting she can wax eloquent on complex legal issues. That's another thing that annoys me about this video. She's like, uh, I used to have imposter syndrome, but I don't let those patriarchal thoughts in my head anymore or something like that. And it's like, the reason you have imposter syndrome isn't because of the patriarchy. The reason you have imposter syndrome is because you're probably not good at your job. Melissa McCartney, no? Ah, Amy Schumer. Yes, Amy Schumer, that's it. Melissa McCartney is brunette, right? I think. Yeah. Um, I feel pretty. pretty. I'm pretty. Mm-hmm. I feel pretty. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. I feel pretty. It, this, so the whole video reminded me of "I Feel Pretty." The uh, the um, what do you call it? The uh, the, the trailer for "I Feel Pretty." Let's see if this is it. This. Let's see if this. Is, I'll probably get this video demonetized because copyright issues but let's have a look this is pretty funny 
This is the this is the new CIA recruitment video, everybody. <laughs> I've always wondered what it's like to be undeniably pretty. Wait, that's me. Yes. I'm beautiful. Are you shopping for a gift? Kind of browsing for me. So sizing is a little limited here in the store. This is like all the trailers. They didn't mean put in all the trailers. Hold on. Okay, so if you're unaware, this is a video about a woman who hits her head and then suddenly thinks she's skinny. <laughs> and it's Not a great skinny, premise. Pretty. And pretty, yeah. Uh, but it's a great premise, but we did watch the movie and it was absolute garbage. <laughs> but the trailer is quite it. funny. I think the trailer is... That's me. That's me. Oh my god, do you see this? Yes. I'm beautiful! I just like the idea of Amy Schumer walking in slow motion. That in itself is funny to me. <laughs> that is I, I love any like fat or nerdy person walking in slow motion like Reservoir Dogs. That gets me every time. You put that in a movie and that's been way overdone in like every comedy from like 1994 they did this thing where like a bunch of losers are walking in slow motion. They'd play some cool music. And I still find it funny to this day. I don't care. I think that's a good gag. I think it's great. Um, but anyway, yeah. So to me, that CIA recruitment video is like, let's get a loser to walk in slow motion through the CIA. And uh, that'll help recruit people. Um, so to me, that's just more comedy. To me, that's just laughable. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll continue reading this. Uh, article quickly we're almost done with this story ladies and gentlemen uh i'm yeah okay well we read all that <laughs> okay now i'll read this part i'm a woman of color i'm a mom and i'm a cisgender millennial who's been she's a millennial <laughs> if she's a millennial she doesn't deserve crap she's not old enough to deserve anything <laughs> who's been diagnosed with general anxiety disorder if you have general general whatever if you have if you've been diagnosed with something that's not something to be proud of like why are you announcing that like I'm a huge benefit to the CIA because I have a mental disorder. Like, that's not good, lady. <laughs> While dramatic string music plays in the background, I am intersectional, but my existence is not a box-checking box exercise. Yeah, but this ad is... <laughs> my existence might not be a box-checking exercise, but I'm going to do it right now. Let's see here. I did not sneak into the CIA, the agent who... Uh, the agent who says she's suffered from imposter syndrome goes on. My employment was not and is not a fluke or a simple or a slip sorry, simple a slip through the cracks. I'm educated, qualified, and competent. That's like basically what's all what what I always find is said by people who are uneducated, unqualified, and incompetent. Anybody who demand like <laughs> I once did this um I once did this uh, TV pilot, uh, and I was really lucky because the director kind of found out that I I was funny, right? Like I was I was a I was a comedy, I was doing a comedy, it was a comedy show. And I was doing a comedy character. 
but the stuff I was coming up with on the fly was better than the script. And on one line, I just took a, like, normally you wouldn't just start doing improv unless the director tells you, like, this is what we're doing on the show. You can go ahead and just do whatever you want. But for one line, I don't remember what it was. I just was like, I'm not going to say that line. I'm going to say what I want. And I, I sometimes do that when I'm acting just to, like, see what the director's going to do. And I was really lucky with this guy because he was like, that's genius. Do that again. And he and he, we got into this kind of relationship over the the days that we were shooting where any line that I came up with that was better than the script, I would just say it. I would just – or even even acting, even doing a scene or Anything that I wanted to do, he just let me do. It was it was like Bill Murray in Ghostbusters. It was amazing, except the production wasn't that good. <laughs> so there was one line. Why did I why did I come up with this? Oh oh, there was one line where for what I, I was kind of like I was kind of like the a hole cop in this police station. That was my role. Mm-hmm. And the other, everybody else hated me. Everybody hated me. I'm like this total suck up to the police chief. I'm, I'm this total a-hole. I'm like a by the books real dick. And so all the other cops hate me. And they all call me baby dick as like a joke, right? That my character is baby dick, right? That's the joke in the show. And so finally, I thought it would be funny if in one scene, I just start screaming at them. <laughs> it's normal size. It's normal size. <laughs> Because I thought the idea of screaming, like, it's not a baby dick, it's huge, it's huge, right? That's funny, right? Like, he's he's overcompensating by desperately yelling that it's huge. But I actually thought it would be f- funnier to desperately insist that it was normal size. I thought that was really funny. Everybody on set loved it. It was like, you know, whatever. They they I think they put it in the show. But... Uh, that's kind of how I how I feel when somebody screams their qualifications. You know what I mean? Like, especially if nobody has actually accused you of having like inferior qualifications. Like, nobody watching that ad knows this woman. Oh well, I'm sure sure some people do, but you know what I mean. Like the vast majority of people watching the ad, we've never met this woman. We don't know who she is. Nobody has said. We think you're unqualified. We think you're uneducated. We think you're incompetent. Nobody said that. So she's insisting that she's all these things without ever being accused that she's not these things. Did you read a comment that was funny? You are snickering. You're just laughing at this? Okay. It's hard for me to tell sometimes. Okay. Uh, Anyway, so it says here, the two-minute video was mocked on social media. Uh, China and Russia love this snark. Donald Trump Trump chimed in. I love it. The CIA just, uh, just released a recruitment video full of woke propaganda and America's enemies are laughing their heads off said Dinesh D'Souza, uh, that our universities teach people to talk like this is a national embarrassment. Uh, meanwhile, another critic claimed he was repulsed. I literally almost threw up, <laughs> he wrote. Um, yeah, in a way it's good because it, it allows YouTubers like me to have a nice laugh and talk about how pathetic the state of the CIA is. But, I mean, honestly, like this, they did not do themselves any any favors by putting this out this is this is an embarrassment to the country this is an embarrassment to our to our cia like you know it's funny it's like you're kind of scared of the cia you're kind of scared of the intelligence agencies because the fbi just raided this woman's house by the way i'm putting out a story on this soon 
this woman, they raided this woman's house in Alaska because they were looking for Nancy Pelosi's laptop. They, they drew guns on her and her family and the guests in their place, and they put them all in handcuffs. What's funny? Go on. Go on. What is it? You're just so funny. What? I'm funny? No. What, what, what's actually funny? Nothing. I didn't read anything. I'm not that funny right now. Anyway. So they go and they arrest all these people. They they throw this woman into an interrogation cell. They interrogate her for a while. And then they realize they have the wrong woman. They did all this for nothing. They didn't have... She, she didn't go even go into the Capitol building. She was there. She was at, at Washington during the protest, but she didn't go into the Capitol. She couldn't have taken Nancy Pelosi's laptop. The CIA had, or the FBI had the wrong person. Um, they just busted into Giuliani's place. For no reason whatsoever. They've locked up all the January 6th protesters with no parole indefinitely. For what? For walking casually through the Capitol? Like, people are scared of the FBI, man. People are scared of these intelligence agencies, right? They have a lot of... They create um, a, a sort of sense of authority over us because they pull guns on us legally, right? They can pull guns on you legally. Um but something like this completely undermines their authority. They're like a laughing stock now. It's like, okay, even though we don't want the FBI turned in on us, onto innocent Americans, right? We, that, this is a problem that we have to deal with. Once that problem's dealt with, we still want the CIA and FBI and all these organizations to have some level of integrity. You know, we want to be able to look at them and say, we're proud of our intelligence services. Nobody's proud of that. Nobody's proud of that. I'm a I'm a cisgender Latino mother with anxiety problems, <laughs> and I'm protecting the nation. I think she forgot the word single. <laughs> Damn, Valeria, coming out with the harsh burns. <laughs> See if I'm like silent for ten minutes. You'll come out with something good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm impressed. I'm impressed. All right, darling. Uh, enough with uh, Amy Schumer. Walking in slow motion to funky music. Let's move on to the next story. What do we got? Alyssa. Alyssa. Alyssa Milano called out as race better. Bater? Bater. I would say she's a master race bater. That's just me. All right. So let's have a look at this uh, story. This is from Breitbart. Uh, Yeah, Melissa. Alyssa Alyssa Milano has... uh, been for a long time pushing some woke SJW bullcrap. I think we've all heard it. Uh, let's listen to a little bit of it now, um, and then we'll get to the rebuttal from a a strong black woman that I would actually genuinely call a strong black woman, not the kind of strong black woman that just means you're an insufferable, you know. Uh, no, this woman's actually pretty awesome. Not Alyssa Milano, the person that's responding to her, but let's watch some Alyssa Milano because, you know, why not? lame argument against reparations. Talking about slavery is keeping racism alive or perpetuating the victim mentality. No. If we were to stop talking about racism tomorrow, do you think that that would stop another unarmed black person from being shot and killed by the police? Do you think not talking about racism would change the fact that black women are more likely to die. 
All right, that's about all I can take of that. So she, as we all know, black men are not disproportionately killed by police. In fact, white people are disproportionately killed by police. If you consider how many black criminals there are, right? So there's all these black men committing crimes at these really high rates, which is, I actually think, fairly tragic. And, and this can be changed with sort of shifts in black culture. But so far, we don't focus on that. We focus on racist cops, which if you take into account all the crimes committed by black people and white people, it's about the same every year. And yet white unarmed white people are killed about twice as often as unarmed black people. So um, this this question of, you know, whether or not cops are racist, if, you know, if cops are are uh, encountering an equal number of black people and white people and they're killing twice as many unarmed white people, I think that speaks volumes as to who they're racist against. Uh, truth is, I don't really think cops are racist at all. I think cops know that if they kill an unarmed black man, they're probably going to get in the newspapers and probably get fired, maybe get sent, sent to prison. But if they kill an unarmed white man, nobody will notice. Uh, and so I think that unarmed white people are at much higher risk of being killed by police just because of the social pressure that police have not to kill unarmed black men, uh, unarmed black people generally. Um, but we just, you know, we don't hear about the white people that are killed ever. Um, but, and cops know that. And I'm not saying that cops are like, oh, ha ha ha, we can kill white people and they won't notice. It's just like, they don't have that sense of, I got to be extra careful to not kill this person. Uh, but anyway, so this woman responded to Alyssa Montalano essentially for being a horrible, divisive force, which I think is true of all Democrats, but particularly particularly people like Alyssa Milano who don't know what they're talking about. They just want a virtue signal. But let's have a uh, look at this video. For those of us who are not black men, imagine watching the news and seeing how people... Imagine being a black man and being told by some white lady with a microphone that you and the criminal on TV are one and the same because you look alike. Imagine being told by society that white people can be all that they can be, but you as a black man, the content of your character is completely irrelevant. You are the color of your skin, and that is all you will ever be. Imagine being told you can't figure out how to vote because of the color of your skin. Socioeconomics affects everyone, but apparently you're not as smart as the poorest white person. Lady, I don't want to hate you. I'm a 90s kid. I grew up with you, so I know you're very talented. I understand your heart is in the right place, but you are everything you preach against. You're not helping. You're making things worse. You're causing more division. You're causing more fear. Statistically speaking, I am more likely to be shot and killed by my black elderly neighbor across the street than the cop who patrols my neighborhood. Statistically speaking, homicide by cop is very rare, but people like you find power in fear, so you keep it front page news. You don't have to be a white supremacist. You can be better. For those of us who are not black... Damn. <laughs> that, that woman is... Very impressive. She is a very impressive person. I I I love what she said. You know, the, you know, this is something I often try to talk about on the show. How um, Democrats love to group us into racial categories and then look at statistics and say this is why black people are better than white people. And it's just crazy. It's it's like, <clears throat> how about looking at individuals and saying you're an impressive person. Or looking at another individual and say, you're an impressive person. Regardless of the race of the person. How about that? How about that? Or looking at somebody and saying, you're a degenerate, you should go to prison. You're a degenerate, you should go to prison. Regardless of race. Okay, how about we start doing that? That's a little bit better. That is the conservative way. The conservative way is content of character, not color of skin. That's the conservative way. 
And Democrats have been pretending for many, many years that they believe that too, right? That back in like the, the 60s and 70s and 80s, they were all like, yeah, Martin Luther King, we love you. You're, you. This is all right. But now in 2020, 2021, we're starting to get the truth, which is black people or black people, not black people, <laughs> Democrats, specifically Democrats, they don't really believe that. They don't really believe that. What do they believe? They believe, no, we need to separate each other out by our demographic characteristics, our immutable characteristics, and we need to classify each other and determine who's best, who are the winners, and who are the losers based on immutable characteristics that you cannot change. You were born a white male. You were born straight. Oh, I'm sorry. You lose the the victim, what do they call it? The something Olympics, oppression Olympics. Something like that. Anyway, you lose the competition. You're at the bottom rung of society now. We've de- we've made the decision, right? Back in the old slave days, blacks were at the bottom, whites, white men were at the top. Now we've decided black lesbian women are at the top, <laughs> maybe the trans people and the straight white men, you guys are at the bottom. We've made the decision, right? So the left just basically picks winners and losers. That's their whole game. And, and they say, you guys who are all the winners that we're picking, you vote for us and we're going to be in office. Republicans say, hold on, let's create equal opportunity here. Let's judge people by the content of their character. Democrats are like, no, 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 no. We can't do that. We have to judge you by your race and by your gender and by your sexual preferences. we got to judge you by all those things. I mean, the left, it's bizarre because for many years they were insisting that we were the, the ones that were doing that. And now they're just openly doing it. It's really strange, actually. But anyway, this woman gets it. This woman gets it. I like her very much. I'm a fan of hers. I don't know who she is, but she's awesome. Um, I don't, I'm not going to read the Breitbart article because I think they just repeat what she says in the video. Um, <laughs> Alyssa Milano says law enforcement upholds white supremacy. Well, I think I've debunked that pretty quickly. Um, all right, so let's move on to the next story, Donnie. Do you have a, another story for us? Yeah. Florida to make deplatforming of politicians a crime. Yeah, this is pretty crazy, right? So DeSantis, when I first read this, I actually thought that they were going to make deplatforming a crime across the board. Like you're not allowed to deplatform people for political speech or something like that, right? Just to silence them, Um, which I would have loved. But uh, they're not going that far. They're just dealing with politicians. So if I want to not get deplatformed off YouTube... I have to run for political office, <laughs> which I'm totally willing to do. Um, but let's see here. So Ron DeSantis has said, uh, well, let's just go ahead and read this. This is on New York Post. Social media companies would be unable to permanently kick people off their platforms under a new, tough new Florida law. The bill passed by GOP-dominated dom, uh, state legislature. The, the bill passed by the GOP-dominated state legislature Thursday, uh, and awaiting Governor Ron DeSantis' signature, would make it a crime to remove state political candidates from Twitter and Facebook and would mete out uh, penalties of $250,000 a day for any statewide candidate who is deplatformed. Removing more local candidates would cost the company $25,000 a day. The bill also requires tech companies to give users seven days' notice if they're at risk of being banned and offer them the opportunity to correct the issue. Suspensions of up to 14 days would still be allowed. So, that may mean, darling that we might have to move to Florida. <laughs> we might have to move to Florida because it's the only way we'll be protected from the job that I do. But you have to be a politician. Uh, no, anybody else just... Uh, 
has a sort of now what I would like to see, I would like to see anybody who is being suspended whose account is primarily um political speech, right? They, they, you can show that your account is primarily specific uh political speech and, and a judge to, you know decides mm-hmm. this, that you are also protected. You cannot be kicked off the platform, right? Um and the reason I say that is because that is so critical in a democracy to have political speech be uh, uncensored. You know, the whole concept of free speech is listening to people you don't want to hear, not protecting the speech of people you want to hear. Of course, that of course you want to protect that speech. Everybody wants to protect that speech, but it's people who, you know people you don't want to listen to. Those that's the speech you really need to protect. Um, unpopular ideas, because unpopular ideas might be right. Um, suspensions of up to fourteen days would still be allowed. So they could they could suspend you for fourteen days, but they couldn't kick you off the company, off your, the platform. So I, I would say that th- this bill needs to also encompass um, the unequal treatment of users, right? So if a user is being severely, uh, like, demonetized, their videos are being demonetized uh, for political speech, or if their videos are being uh, uh, distributed distributed in a in a way that is distinct from most other users, right? Like... You shouldn't be able to pick winners and losers. YouTube shouldn't be able to pick winners and losers just because they don't like your political speech, right? You should be you sh- your videos should be promoted under the same algorithm as everybody else's. You shouldn't have a special algorithm for conservatives, which I think they do have. You know, do you mean special algorithm just demonetize all of the videos, never show, unsubscribe? There's like oh, they I... have do- they have lots of different ways of doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we you need to uncover all the different ways they do it, and then se- specifically create laws to stop them from doing those things. And if they do those things, they get severely punished. Um, you know, a lot of people have said to me, they've taken the the, the libertarian position, and these are like Democrats, you know. Well, a, a conservative, I thought you guys didn't like censorship. I thought you didn't like a regulation. No, we don't like regulation. We don't like regulation. But if you are a monopoly and you are, you know, abusing the civil rights of millions of Americans then yeah, that's why we have regulation. Look, yes, strict, like, hardcore libertarians don't believe in any kind of regulation at all. Conservatives believe in regulation. They just believe in sensible regulation. They just believe in limited government, limited regulation. But we believe in government. Um, but in certain extreme circumstances, you do need to regulate. And, you know, like like Warren G. says. And so uh, we do, in fact, need to regulate here, I believe. Um. What, what this bill is about is about sending a, a, a loud message to Silicon Valley that they are not the absolute arbiters of truth, GO, GOP State Representative John Snyder said Wednesday. Uh, I love that. Uh, what, is this, what this bill does is it sends a loud message that the Constitution does not have an asterisk that says only certain people, uh, only certain speech is free and protected. Big tech advocacy groups have struck back saying the law would violate First Amendment right to decide who can participate on their platforms. Um, not if it's not if it's treated as utility, right? You, you you know if you have a if you have a trash company and the city gives you a contract to take people's trash, and you know you find out that somebody on the 
you know, that's in your jurisdiction to pick up trash, well, they bullied you in high school. You can't then just say, we're not picking up that person's trash. That's illegal. You have to pick up everyone's trash unless they don't pay their bills. Okay, if they don't pay their bills, okay, you don't have to service them. But if they're paying their bills, you have to service them. You don't have a choice. Just because you own the trash company, that doesn't mean you're not, you know, you're you're given the opportunity to perform a service for the public that no other company is permitted to perform, right? Uh, in, in that region anyway. Um, in the same way, Twitter and YouTube and Facebook, they all have these monopolies, these sort of de facto monopolies because of the nature of their businesses. Uh, and it's a, it's a kind of monopoly on a kind of, a, uh, on a kind of a public platform that people need to use in order to speak to large uh, groups of people. And when you restrict those people's speech, you then need to be restricted, right? If you're going to say, we're only going to let Democrats express themselves on our platform, well, then that that's that's a problem, right? That's a, a serious problem. We don't have anywhere else to turn to. And they've proven that because we tried to have Parler compete with Twitter, and they shut Parler down. They sh- Amazon shut Parler down, right? So they're acting together as a kind of monopoly, they're shutting other companies down so that nobody can, else can speak but them. They get they get to dictate who speaks and who doesn't. Um, let's see here. This is from Carl Zabo, vice president of the trade group Net Choice. He says this bill abandons conservative values, violates the First Amendment, and would force websites to host anti-Semitic, racist, and hateful content. Well, that's right. That's right. They they would actually have to post racist and anti-Semitic and hateful content. That is true. They would have to. But you know what the problem is? They already they already have all that stuff on there. On all the platforms, you can find hateful content against white people. You can find hateful content against Christians. You can find hateful content uh, against men by feminists. All this stuff is in the mainstream, even. Um, and I don't I don't think that's a good thing. I don't think people should be hateful against men. I don't think people should be hateful against Christians. I don't think hate, people should be hateful against white people. But I will fight for your right to say that you hate me. <laughs> I will f- I will fight for your right to say that you hate white men. I'll fight for your right to say that because this is America and we have the right to say whatever we feel. We have this we have the right to say whatever we think is right, whatever we think think is true. And if you hate men and if you hate white people and if you hate uh uh, uh Christians, you have the absolute right to say that on any platform. Okay? And unfortunately, these people who I also don't agree with, you know, racists and anti-Semites and, and you know, other hateful people, I don't agree with them. But I will fight for their right to speak as well because all of these kinds of speech need to be protected in America. And they are protected by the First Amendment. But there is this loophole of, well, if it gets filtered through a private company, then we can just completely suppress everybody's right to free speech. Well, no, you can't. No, you can't. And these and these this has got to be dealt with. And I love that DeSantis is doing so. Um, are you uh, like a like a uh, slob throwing candy into your face and dropping it all over your shirt? She's very yellow today, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know what's... Maybe it's the light. Is that, is that, is that a white outfit? It's no, kind of like yellowish. Yellowish, yeah. Uh, this this uh, degenerate Carl Sabo also said, content moderation is cr- uh, crucial to an internet that is safe and valuable to families and Floridian small businesses, but this bill would undermine this important ecosystem. Uh, we're not saying you can't censor pornography. You can censor pornography, but here's the irony about that. Twitter does not censor okay. pornography, um, sadly. All right. Well, that's it for us. I think that's all, right? That's all the uh, the news? Yep. 
All right, shall we take questions and comments from our amazing YouTube followers? Yeah. Really, they're all just fans of Valeria. I'm just here talking Stop while it. they look at you. Okay. Uh, first comment from Matt Dickward. Sure. I don't know. No, sorry. Dickard? D-E-C-K-A-R-D? I don't know. Deckard? Okay. Deckard? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for $4.99 and comment just because. Oh, what a gentleman. What a gentleman. Okay. Next one from Jasmine Lieblink. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sweet, the hot Russian wife is back. Yes. Good catch, Mr. Reagan. <laughs> uh, next one from Charles Gibbons. Yes. A Fritz Haber situation. Yeah, I read that earlier. I don't know what that means. Me too. Should I look that up? Fritz Hubbard? Yep. Hubbard or Hubber? Huber. H-A-B-E-R. Keep, keep, keep reading. Okay. Ah, there's another comment from him. Mm -hmm. Fritz Hubbard invented Cyclone B. Okay. Did he really? You can keep reading. Okay. A comment from Lost Cold Soul. I'm a legend. I am CCP. What is CCP? Uh, I don't know. CC what? Legend. Legend. I'm a legend. L-E-G-I-O-N. Legion? Legion? I am a CCP. CCP is... um. Chinese government, right? I don't know. All right. Well, we don't understand that comment either. Next comment. <laughs> From C. Reed. Make your comments clear, guys. I, I can't I, I can't read the code. Just sometimes. like the KGB bring us the body. You know, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that this means. This is why you need to read Super Chat while we are talking about the story because you don't know which story related to which comment and which, you know. I don't. I don't know which That's the last comment. And then we have a new one from Grow Love Bear. Uh-huh. Sweet, intelligent, beautiful Valeria makes this show. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're too nice to me. Grow CCP's love. China, yeah. Grow Love Bear. That's, that's, that's a very sweet name. It's a very sort of like gentle, charming name. It's funny. I, I think it's it's really interesting. As I've started my show, I've had my show for a couple of years. What? Yes, CCP is the enemy. Their Chinese government, not the PPL. Ah, it was about CIA video. So people have to pay another five bucks <laughs> to explain yes, yes. what article. No, no, no. I understand everything you're writing. I'm just pretending so we get a little bit more of that sweet, sweet cash. Uh, no, sorry guys. Yeah, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to not understand. I, I'd like to be a guest comment reader, says Matt Deckert. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, well, you, 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 you're welcome to come over one day and do a, a video with us. He lives here in L.A. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Um, yeah, you, I think you know him. I think we, you've met him. Um, 
I love Russian women, says Semper Fez. Uh, Valeria actually was like, hey, you know, we could start a business uh, setting up successful conservative men who cannot find traditional women here in America because of feminism. And we could set up like a, like a dating service between Republican men because, because Russian women tend to think of American men as basically leftist Antifa beta bitches. Like when I met Valeria, I remember very distinctly walking with her. I think we were going to the grocery store or something like that. We were walking from where where I was living at the time to get groceries or I don't know remember what we were doing. Walking down the street and she she turns to me and she goes, "I'm I'm very surprised to have met a man who is not a little bitch <laughs> in America in America specifically." And I was like, "What are you talking about?" She's like. I don't know. I just thought all American men were like little bitches, but you're not really a little bitch so much. <laughs> and uh, I was like, I just never met a Republican. <laughs> and I think that to some degree that has become pro- prophetic because now that you've met more Republican men, I think that you would recognize that they're a little bit more like Russian men, right? They're a little bit more yep. tough. They're a little bit more um, alpha. And uh, so, yeah, so Valeria kind of thinks that if, if you set up a, a dating service between Russian, beautiful Russian women, Ukrainian women, and Republican men here in America. It would be a good match. First of all, it'd be good matches. And second of all, you can make a lot of money. So we might set that business up. But then I said, if I set that business up, Republican women in America are well, going to hate me. Well, <laughs> now, when um, Russian, when um, USA embassy not giving any non-immigrant visas to Russians, mm-hmm. you would have to call some American guy to come over and yeah, marry yeah, you in true. Russia. That's the only way you're going to be able to get over here. Uh, all right, so let's read this guy. Lost Cold Soul writes, is there a way to contact you outside of social media? I have a long question to ask and not enough money. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so <laughs> not enough money. Uh, the Reagan-esque conservative at gmail.com. It's an almost incomprehensible. I'll write it here for you guys. Okay, so that that I just put that in there. So the Reagan S conservative at gmail.com, you can kind of figure out how that's spelled, or you can just look at what I just typed. Um uh, T-H-E, question from Chris K again. T H E Reagan E S Q U E Conservative at gmail.com. Uh anybody wants to uh, write me, you're welcome to. Or just I mean, he said long question because he can like write it here, but no, no, no. I, you can email me. It's fine. I'll respond. I respond to people's emails. Let's oh, you, you wrote this. You wrote the email. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. Uh, Chris K. writes, what's your take on what's going on in India? Oh, well, I think that, um, you know, Biden's India ban is, I think we all know, deeply xenophobic. Hor- he's a horrible racist, naturally. What do you think, Valeria? You know, it's interesting about India. I thought that, you know, there was this thought for a while that these um, countries that had access to hydroxychloroquine and, and, you know, everybody was sort of um, drowning in hydroxychloroquine because of the mosquitoes, right? Because people, you know, were getting malaria in these countries. And so they would take hydroxychloroquine to treat the malaria. Mm -hmm. And this was... Malaria? Malaria. So this was like stopping them getting COVID. This was the theory. And one of the countries who had had a lot of hydroxychloroquine was India, and they hadn't caught much of the virus. So there was this thought that maybe the hydroxychloroquine was keeping them from getting this virus. And that was one of the reasons we thought hydroxychloroquine might have been a really good 
way to treat um, COVID. But, but, um, and by the way, this whole idea, like the left still thinks that like hydroxychloroquine is not a, not, not at all a viable uh, uh, treatment. Um, I'm not, I'm not convinced of that. Maybe it's possible that it wasn't right, but it seemed to show some kind of promise uh, and it's still worth looking into. Uh, I suspect, uh, but we got a we got a vaccine, so it's kind of pointless now. But that kind of research is still good. the The situation in India is not at all surprising. If it, what was surprising to me was that they didn't have the worst COVID situation from the beginning. Um, that was surprising to me because Indians live in very close quarters, and we're talking about millions of people crammed into like the tiniest little space you know and in their their cities are just jam-packed full of people i mean it's, if you go on youtube and just watch like footage of, of of indian slums just just go watch some videos on indian slums in in uh it's it's heartbreaking it's really hard to watch like i, I can't watch that stuff um the worst country to watch videos about is liberia i was looking into liberia because this is something they don't teach you in schools you know how um, there's this idea of like, well, there's a lot of people in America who were slaves and, you know, they are, are owed something by the federal government. So maybe they should give them land or maybe they should give them some kind of like um, better life back in Africa or something like that. Well, we actually did that at one point. We actually set up the country of Liberia for former slaves. That's what the country of Liberia is. And we gave a bunch of former slaves land in Liberia and we said, go live in Liberia. If you want, we're, we we're, we apologize for the slavery thing. Go back in Liberia. Here's the land, live your lives. And what did these former slaves do? They moved to Liberia and immediately enslaved the local population. <laughs> so they, so they then enslaved the black Africans there, the tribes there, forced them to work on their farms, produced food, whatever it was. Then there were some civil wars and stuff like that. There was some uprising and revolts and and whatnot. And the city eventually, or the city, the, the country eventually collapsed into kind of chaos. And it has ever since really just been a warring nation, just civil war, just strife, just crime. They're all addicted to, to all kinds of horrible drugs. Um, there's all kinds, there's basically every woman there is basically a prostitute. Um, it's it's a living hell. It's a living hell. Uh, several years back when they were in, all, they were, they were, there was all these tribal wars going on. It was it was not uncommon because there was they have this kind of like satanic, weird, heathenistic religion stuff that over there. It's like really weird, and so it was not uncommon for them to sacrifice young men and to like drink their blood and stuff like that. I mean, there's all this cannibalistic ritual stuff. Like they would they would like eat the flesh of humans and then go into battle, and they 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 would think that it would make them invisible or something like. That. I mean, it's weird stuff. You what? Know? Yeah, yeah. A huge percentage of the population of Liberia believe, like, um, have eaten human flesh. They're they're like cannibals, uh, and this is what this is what happened when we tried to give land back to former slaves uh, in America. This was what the experiment, uh, you know. And that's not to say that, like, I mean. So I think the reason why they don't talk about this in in school and we were never educated about this stuff is because there's a sense i think it's sort of the same reason they don't show black crime on tv i think there's this bizarre myth about white men and white people in general that we're all these like crazy savages and we hate black people and that if we hear about all the black crime that goes on we'll end up going out and hating black people and lynching them and stuff like that in the streets right 
I mean, obviously that's not going to happen, but there's still this sense in, you know, amongst like the liberal elite that that's, that's what's going to happen. So they hide all the black crime from us. They don't report it in the media. And the same thing with this. I think there's this sense that, that white Americans will believe that, oh, anytime you give black people their own land, anytime you give them their own government, they're just going to turn it into a, a hellscape, you know, like Liberia. So we can't tell them about Liberia, but it's like... Maybe you should tell us about Liberia. Maybe we should talk about that. Maybe we should talk about the reasons why it's it's a hellscape. Maybe we should talk about the reasons why every liberal city is a hellscape. You know, basically everywhere that you have a Democrat leader, black or white, it's a hellscape. It's a hellish nightmare of a city. Uh, look at Portland. Look at Los Angeles. I mean, you can look out our window and you can, and there's basically, it's like the zombie apocalypse out there. This is how we refer to it. When we drive through downtown L.A., we refer to it as the zombie apocalypse. You do not describe cities run by conservatives that way. They don't look like that. In fact, I've never lived in a city like that my whole life until now. I mean, this place is a diseased, horrible, horrible place. And we're desperately trying to get out of here. Um, Jesus says, God uh, says, uh, sorry, no, no. Oh, sorry. Semper Fez says, I can't believe he said this. <laughs> I don't quite know what uh, I said that was was uh, unbelievable. But, uh, yeah, I'm just talking about the world. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think we're good. I'm not getting many questions. I'm not getting any comments. Are we done with the Super Chats? Okay. Uh, Frank James writes, I'm no god, but if anyone gifted me with a a dead virgin, I'd hold back the rain too. That's why sacrificing virgins never works. <laughs> Frank James, you're a funny guy. I gotta admit, that's a weird, a weird comment, but I like how your brain works. It's it's good. You should do stand up. You should do some like uh, what do you call it? Like um, what do they call it when you go to a, a stand up night and anybody can just go and and what do they call it? I forgot what they call that. They have them all the time here in L.A. You just go, you just go and you just stand up, stand up. You just go. Anybody who wants can just go talk on the mic and try to make people laugh. Open mic. Open mic. Oh my oh, God. Am I How right? did you know that? And I didn't. Am this I is, right? Uh, C.R. Uh, Reed says, how does one get a new Mr. Reagan bingo card? What's that mean? What does that mean? See, Reed, it appears to be Kim Jong-il in disguise. Kim Jong-il or Kim Jong-un? Kim Jong-un. I always get the two mixed up. Father and son. I don't know why. I I should get that uh, open mic. Everybody's writing open mic now. <laughs> it's a little bit of a delay. So, um, yeah, improv is good, too. Somebody wrote improv. That's not what I was... Andrew Beerwort. Um, that was not what I was mentioning. I was mentioning open mic. But improv is also awesome. I actually love doing improv. I, I took an improv class... And I was I was okay. I wasn't I wasn't like the best improv guy ever. I was probably the best in my class, but my class wasn't particularly good. Uh, but but it was weird. Like the difference between the like beginner improv and the seasoned improv is astonishing. Like the it, the seasoned people, the people who are uh, the veterans, were so good at it. But what you figure out after a little while is that the veterans have a kind of library of jokes in their head. That they're sort of like pieces of jokes. So you have like the components that make up a joke and then you can fit them to whatever environment you're in. And so they have this sort of library of, of jokes that they can draw from 
to you know to to make things funny while they're doing improv and what i found was that improv is a very specific art that the more you practice and you can become an expert in improv doesn't really help you in any other way and improv isn't a particularly lucrative type of thing to do so doing improv for a long time it's not going to be very it, it will never be something that is going to be able to make you a successful person it's something that i've seen a lot of people in la waste their time on for years and it doesn't help you be a better actor it, it can help you do auditions if you do like the beginning level class but once you get past that you're just getting better and better at improv you're not improving any other skill so it doesn't really translate to other disciplines as, as far as i've seen and a lot that's a very controversial position a lot of people disagree with me on that anyway that's a little insight into hollywood stuff acting and crap anyway um shall we end it all right let's end it because you got stuff to do all right guys we think you are phenomenal the best in fact and we will see you tomorrow you want to say goodbye darling goodbye goodbye all right let me play the thing good night toxic masculinity are those good that was good i thought it was good